Welcome everybody to Scripture in Black and White. Uh, I'm Bobby Harrington, and I'm here with my friend and my co-minister in Christ, Anthony Walker. So there's a couple of tools I want to make mention of that we have at Renew.org. One is a book for families to disciple their kids. I'm going to come back to this in our next section. But it's called Real Life Theology Conversations, and it's 52 scriptures. Actually, what it is, is uh, it's a tool for families. There's 52 questions, 52 answers, 52 scriptures, all designed for parents to use to disciple their children. We have a 13-minute video okay. uh, that I recorded to help parents understand Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's taken from our website, uh, renew.org, but I think you'll find it super helpful. So uh, let's uh, pause now and let everyone watch this and we'll join together again uh, in our next session after this one. Hey everybody, my name is Bobby Harrington and I'm so pleased that I get to talk to you today. I, I actually get to talk to you about what I think is the most important thing that we could talk about for parents. Uh, I actually think it's the most important thing the church needs to be talking about today. And when I look at the world, I think it's the most important conversation of all. So how's that? And uh, let me describe what I mean by that to you. So uh, I do a lot of things right now. Uh, I have the privilege of being a lead pastor at Harpeth Christian Church just outside Nashville. That's a church we planted over 25 years ago, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm the leader of uh, discipleship.org, grateful for that. And uh, I'm the point leader for renew.org, and I'm grateful for that. But can I tell you something about all those things? In fact, you could stack everything in my life up and it would pale to insignificance next to being a good father and a husband to Cindy Higgins Harrington. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, I think that the most important thing in life is gonna happen at the end. And, and people on their deathbed will tell you this, what matters most uh, when life comes to an end from the vantage point of the lives we live here on earth is our family and our friends, but mostly our families. We know not only does that matter the most on your deathbed, but the thing that matters even more than that is when we stand before the Lord God at the end of human history and we have to give an accounting of our lives and the people we love the most will have to give an accounting of their lives and their eternal destiny will be sealed. So we're talking about the ultimate, most important things you can imagine. So I'm, I'm gonna get personal with you as we begin here. I remember when both of my children were born. First, Ashley, uh, Ashley Rose was born. And I remember that day, her mother's water broke and I had been through all the coaching and training. And so uh, once her water broke, I was Mr. Cool. You know, I got to the hospital and, and uh, eventually, uh, I was there in the delivery room when Ashley was born, and uh, it was just amazing. And then uh, the rest of that day, I just held this little precious life in my hands. And when I was holding her in my hands, I got to tell you, her well-being meant everything to me. Well, a couple of years after that, uh, Cindy gave birth to Chad, and uh, Chad was born. We actually think it was a miraculous intervention uh, my wife had been having contractions for quite a while. 
a nurse came in and had a premonition something was wrong. So immediately the, she called in a doctor and they found out that uh, his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck a couple of times and, and uh, he was gonna be in trouble. So they were able to do an emergency C-section. And I remember when they brought him out beside her and she spoke and his little eyes just moved right toward her. Uh, because even though he'd been inside of her, it's like all of a sudden his little eyes just moved toward her. And uh, so grateful to have a daughter and a son. And as my children were growing from the day of dedication to really every day, the most important thing to me was that I would be for them the best father that I could be. And I wanted our home life to be the best home life for them it could be. Because of all the people on planet Earth that were entrusted to me by God, the most important people entrusted to me were my children. And so I've got to tell you that for me being successful as a, uh, as a, to be a godly husband to my wife and to be a faithful father to my children, nothing in life mattered more to me than that. So I became a student of people who were really effective parents. And one of the things that I kept my eyes on is multi-generational effectiveness. Like I really cared when I saw uh, great grandparents and grandparents and parents and faithful children. And I was fortunate to be in some churches where I noticed that there were multi-generations of devout Jesus followers, and I wanted to know what they did. They made it a priority to disciple their children in the ways of the Lord. Like if, when I sat down with them and I asked, what's important to you? They could have listed academics, they could have listed sports, they could have listed uh, piano and, and uh, another instrumental music, or uh, uh, some talent. But for all of these people, the number one thing for all of them all ended up being the discipling and faithfulness of their children. So let me just pause for a second and say, when I look at our churches today and when I look at our families today, I just want, I feel like in some ways, I feel like I could be a madman saying, don't you see how important this is? Because it's so important. And you know, when we look at the Word of God, the Word of God is really clear about this. Like uh, many of us believe in the Great Commission where Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. But I want to talk to you about the Great Commission before the Great Commission. See, the Great Commission before the Great Commission is in Deuteronomy chapter 6, when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and he gave them God's law, he told them the Great Commission. Uh, in fact, this is so embedded in what it meant to be a follower of the Torah, that in the time of Jesus, they recited this every day. It's called the Shema, and a key part of the Shema, I just wanna read it to you from Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine. In fact, if you have a Bible, I wanna encourage you to open it up and look at it with me. We're gonna put it on the screen, but I just want you to see this in the Word of God. Here's what the Word of God says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Like, how important is it? Well, it's everything. Your heart, mind, soul, strength. Then he says this, watch this in verse six. These commandments that I give you today. So Moses is talking about the Old Testament commandments, all 613 of them, we could say. These commandments I give you today uh, are to be upon your heart. In verse seven, impress them on your children, Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. What? Hey, talk about the commandments of God all the time. Moses is saying to the parents of Israel, 
He's saying, disciple your kids all the time. Make it be when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down at night, and when you get up in the morning. Tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, and write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. That's pretty comprehensive, friends. So when Jesus in, uh, comes and establishes the church, and uh, we see in the New Testament, they just assume Deuteronomy chapter 6. They just assumed that that was the operating assumption that everybody had. Uh, in, in the New Testament, the only notable reference on uh, discipling our children, uh, because it didn't have to be said again since they used the Old Testament, but in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says this, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, catch this, raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So here's what God says. God says, if you have children, your job is to disciple them. If you have children, the most important job you have is to disciple them. Everything else is secondary. Now, notice what the text doesn't say in Deuteronomy 6, nor does it say in Ephesians 6, nor does it say anywhere in the New Testament, just get them saved. See, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, okay, I just want my kids to get saved. I want them to say a prayer or be baptized, whatever, whatever the church may say. That's never been God's intention. God wants you to raise little human beings who are forming their lives around Jesus and they're sold out to Jesus and they wanna follow Jesus and God wants you to disciple them in how to do it. Now, let me tell you one of the barriers you're gonna face and I just wanna exhort you like if I was with you and I could just talk to you face to face, like a, a father to, to a son or I, with all the passion within me, I would say, think of that day when your kids are gonna stand before the Lord Jesus. What do you need to do now to help them to get ready for that day? And do not think that you can get somebody else to do that for you. At best, the church supports parents, but it's the parent's job to disciple their children. Now, we in our church, and if you're watching this, you're a part of a church where, where the leaders get it. Our job is to help you. You need help from us, we know that, but we wanna help you to do what God teaches you to do, and that's to disciple your children. So don't think you can farm them out to a Christian school or to a Sunday school or something like that. Yes, these can be good things. They are good things, so use them, but they're not a replacement for you discipling your children. And so I just want to exhort you and encourage you with that. You know, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, at the end of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul talks about what he's going to be like joyful about and glory and exalt and, and praise and worship on the day Jesus returns. And he says this, what's going to make me happy on that day is you the people in our churches. So here's what Paul's uh, envisioning. He's envisioning that the people in his churches, that's gonna be his joy, his crown, his glory. Well, think of this, parents, and this is real. This is like as real as it gets. On that day, the most important thing for you, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, is to stand before the Lord Jesus and know that your family's there with you. And he says to you as parents, to your children and grandchildren, well done, good and faithful servants come and share in your master's happiness. That, my friends, that is the single most important day 
that we can work for. So I want, in closing, I want to I want to share with you a story uh, that was shared with me that had a really big impact on me. And uh, here's what happened. There was a, uh, a coach uh, who won the national football championship uh, at the end of the year. Like they were national champions. And a friend of his called him and he, he said, hey, I just want to congratulate you on being a success. And uh, his friend said, don't call me a success just because my football team won the national championship. Oh, he said, yeah, I remember. He said, I remember when we were assistant coaches and one day we went out for lunch and we talked about what success was. And he said, my friend, who's now the national champion, wrote down three numbers, 31, 32, and 29. And he gave it to me and he said, that's the key to my success. And, and he said, what do you mean? He said, when my kids are 32, 31, and 29, and they are raising faithful disciples of Jesus, then I'm going to feel like in the area that was most important to me, that my life was a success. And I just wanna say, uh, as a father now of uh, one child who's 39 and another who's 37, I can tell you there's nothing more important in all the world to me right now than that my wife and my children follow Jesus. I know that they have their own free will, and we certainly don't take credit for everything. But I will tell you that it was the single most important thing every day behind everything we did as parents. And I just want to commend to you that you can do it. Our book, Real Life Theology Conversations, it's going to help you. I think it's the most significant guide. I know it's the most important book we've published at Renew.org. And I just want you to know that you can do it. Your job is simply to commit to it, ask God to help you, and that book will be a fantastic resource. And then I look forward to the day where all of us, Jesus has come back and we're all standing before him. And the thing that we're most excited about is we look at our children and our grandchildren, and in some cases, great-grandchildren. And Jesus says to all of us, well done, good and faithful servants. Let's do all we can so that day is a reality for us. May God bless you, and thank you for spending this time with us. Bobby Harrington from Scripture in Black and White here. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Hey, can you help us? If you could like, comment, and subscribe to our channel, that would be great. Just subscribe to Renew.org, and then you'll get notices when the next episode from our podcast or other Renew podcasts come out. And it would greatly help us, and we hope and believe it will greatly encourage you.